and the devil looked up. Remember, it's 10,000 times darker than anything you've ever seen. And you can feel the darkness, it's tangible. So a pinhead light is light. And the demon saw it, and I guess he knew then that someone was coming. Hey, hello, hello. God bless you guys. I pray you're having a blessed and beautiful, wonderful day in the Lord Jesus. So today we are watching uh, Remnant Rising. That's the channel name. You can find it in the description box below. Uh, Remnant Rising shared with me, he said he had some experiences of the afterlife. So he really wanted to share this with us. Um, these are real life experiences that like out of body experiences that really happen. So this isn't a dream or a vision. This is a, a real life event that has happened and he wanted to share it with us. So thank you so much, brother, for sharing this with us. I'm really blessed and, uh, really, um, appreciate you, um, sending, emailing this to me. So without further ado, you guys, let's go ahead and jump into this. Um, I have an experience I would like to share today. Um, and this experience is, uh, I would call the afterlife. Um, I just, I want to really, really want to take my time and just kind of walk through this. <clears throat> I wanted to talk about the afterlife because um, most people just think that once you're dead, you're done. And um, I've had the opportunity to cross over in the out-of-body experience and um, and I would like to talk about it, if that's okay. I've, I've actually crossed over in an out-of-body experience twice. So, and I would just like to share my opinion or share what I saw, uh, share some of the feelings that I had when I was there. Um, you know, because I constantly hear things like, uh, now that Uncle Bob is dead, you know, he's in a, a, a much better place. Um, as if heaven is just a automatic benefit for all the people who die on earth. And uh, most people just think since the judgment of God is not apparent or, or immediate, then, then there's absolutely no judgment at all. However, one night I was taken to hell in an out-of-body experience and I was escorted there by three demons. Um, the experience started with uh, the experience started with a vision of me um, following this beautiful woman down the hallway of a church. And, um, uh, and you know, inside the church, I felt safe and comfortable. And so um, the woman was extremely beautiful. So I figured I'd just follow her and try to strike up a conversation with her. You know, this was uh, many, many years ago. Uh, but this is, I'm, I'm in this vision at the time. Um, the woman I was following um, turned out to be a demon in disguise. Uh, and that long hallway that I was in turned out to be the entrance to a cave. Uh, the demons are very clever and they're always a uh, hundred or so steps in front of us, um, especially when, when, when you're out of the will of God for your life. And, and in this particular time I was, um, the cave was, uh, it was a deep, dark, pitch black cave surrounded by demons. Um, the fear and horror was tangible and you could feel the darkness to the touch. It, it, it almost as if the darkness was alive there. Um, it was tangible, the darkness, you know, we, we're not accustomed to, to that on the earth. I know 
and, and that's what I mean about the sights and sounds and sensations in hell. It's it's a thousand times or ten thousand times um, worse than anything that you could ever imagine. You're totally not prepared for what you're getting ready to walk into. Um, the smoke at the bottom of the cave had life and the smoke even had a face um, because the smoke came up to me. The smoke in that in that cave where I was just came up to me like that and stopped. And almost as if it was expecting my arrival. And that that was a drill. It was unreal. It was like I said, it was worse than your horror movies. Um, and it had a face. The smoke had a face. That was that was a trip. Um, I could see only the eyes of the demons, but uh, not their full bodies until they until they just emerge from the blackness of the cave. Uh, the demons were very tall, and their size uh, varied from maybe ten to twenty feet, um, and they looked like something like the monsters. Uh, from something like uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, the cave was wet um, and damp like like a city sewer. Uh, it resembled something like the Batman cave uh, from the movie Batman, if, you, if you're familiar with any of those, those movies from Batman. Um, but it was 10,000 times darker than that cave. Um, I was incredibly weak and on the verge of passing out. I was also dehydrated. I could hardly breathe because of the poor air quality in hell. Um, it feels like you're being waterboarded, but you're not, you just can't breathe in hell. Um, this may sound crazy, but the demons began to um, take out their vengeance and frustrations on me by beating me up in hell. Um, I mean, just slamming me, they were just slamming me back and forth, back and forth. Slam me to this wall of the cave, and and you just like I said, I was I, I could hardly breathe. I was dehydrated. Um, in hell, you're breathing like it's almost like trying to breathe through a, a, a water-soaked shirt or something. It's very laborious, and and you're so weak. Like say you've been in a coma and you and you've just awakened from the coma and you see people stand by your bedside you're not just gonna jump up and say oh hey there's mary there's tom you're not gonna do that because you're so weak you've been in the coma for six months that's how it feels that's how that's what it felt like to me in hell and the demons were just slamming me from one side of the wall to the other side of the wall and i would pass out and the, and and uh, when i would come back to they would start the um entire process all over again and remember i wasn't in my physical body I was in a spiritual body, a body that was created for for that sort of thing. And it just just the size, just imagine if you walk up on say like a 20 foot demon that looks like a horror monster, that's alone is enough to freeze you in your steps. You're not gonna move. You're just gonna shake and tremble, shake and tremble. And the demons were switching back and forth. They were speaking a language that I could not understand to each other because they were in communication with each other. And then they would switch from that language back to English. And I could understand what they were saying in English. And then they would switch back to that other language. And it was, that's the best I could do with it. It's just, I couldn't understand it, but I could hear it. Um, but whenever they switched back to English, 
they told me that their orders were to take me to the gates of hell. Remember that this is my second encounter. If you watched any of my other videos, you, you knew I was, I was, went, had that other experience where I was in the bottomless pit or what I thought was the, the bottomless pit when the death angel came into my room that night. Um, and I was just falling, 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 and you never quit falling. You just constantly, the, the entire, um, experience is just falling and, and, um, pitch black darkness. But this time, I, I, I ended up in a cave. Um, <clears throat> and they said their orders were to take me to the gates of hell. I couldn't speak. It was, I was just in shock and trauma. And, and, and so as soon as I was, I said, Oh God, you know, the demons looked at me and, and, and I said, Jesus, you know, in, in the cave. And they said, Oh, there's no need for you to call on Jesus now. Cause no one can help you now. Not even Jesus. And they told me, this is it for you, Frankie. You have finally overstepped your bounds for the last time. So they they knew um, on earth, they knew about the times I was making mistakes on earth, or they knew about the times I was going against the will of God for my life. <laughs> it was crazy, but they knew. They were telling me the times that I, that I messed up. Um, I guess to make me feel more guilty and more shame for doing it. But I still was calling on the name of the Lord Jesus. Um, and so uh, they said that no one can rescue you now, not even Jesus. And so I said, I said, Lord Jesus, I said, if the name Frankie Ross means anything to you at all, if the name Frankie Ross means anything to you at all, then please save me now. And the Lord spoke to me in that cave, in that pitch black darkness and said, in, a, in, in like a quiet voice, then call my name. And I just started saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And um, the demon pointed at me like that. And it's just like something, something came from his hand to my lips. Nothing that I could see, but something came from his hand to my lips. And I just, <clears throat> and so that was that. Couldn't call on the name of Jesus anymore. Not, not um, verbally anyway. I had to just do it inside. And <clears throat> so he responded by saying, just call my name. And, you know, uh, once I did that, the rest is history because I was rescued. Um, and I didn't really go into that in this, but um, I kept calling on the name of the Lord Jesus. If I could just say it very quickly. Um, and the demons kept looking over their shoulders and they and they would look, look back at me and say, stop calling on that name. And deep, deep voices like, stop calling on that name. And I, and I couldn't move my lips again. So I'm just in my spirit. I'm just crying out to God because I felt so doomed, so isolated and so abandoned in this dark and wet, damp, stinking cave. And every time I would call on the name of the Lord Jesus in my spirit, the demons kept looking up, you know, you know they kept looking up and I didn't know what was going on. And so one of the demons pointed at the other demon and they started in that language. That demon disappeared. He was out of there. He was, you know, he was like, I'm out of here. And so then the other two demons, which is they act as if they would get into some, some sort of argument and one demon like leaned in just like like what are we doing here like I couldn't understand what he said but just from his his actions alone and then he kept looking up and then he looked at the other demon and said I'm out of here and then that last demon he says I'm gonna get you to the gates of hell you're going to the gates of hell today and he grabbed me by my feet because he was a huge demon he grabbed me by my feet 
just he just had my feet in his fingertips like this. That's how big he was. Grabbing me by my feet and just was just dragging me. So imagine my feet being up in the air like this and the demon is dragging me. My back is on the bottom of the cave and he's dragging me to the gates of hell. And then all of a sudden I saw just a, like, you know, just like a tiny bit of light, maybe like the size of a pinhead. And the demon looked up, remember, it's 10,000 times darker than anything you've ever seen. And you can feel the darkness, it's tangible. So a pinhead light is light. And the demon saw it, and I guess he knew then that someone was coming. And he dropped me, boom, and he disappeared. And by the time I looked at the light, it started getting brighter and brighter, brighter and brighter and brighter, and boom. Um, I never saw who, who it was, if it was an angel from Jesus himself, I never saw that. I ended up um, back in my bedroom. Again, shock and trauma. Lord, I'm never going to do what I was doing again. I'm never going to do it again. Please don't take me back to that place. You know, that kind of thing. <sighs> yeah. And and once you have an experience like that, you, you're afraid to try to light, the light at night when you go to bed. And, and I, I told God, please don't. I don't ever want to see hell again. I don't ever want to even come up uh, 10,000 miles within that place. Because you come back shocked. You come back in trauma. And I was thinking that I was going to need to be put on some sort of medication because I had so much trauma. You're talking about uh, post-dramatic stress. Oh, my God. I had trauma when I came back from hell. So, um, but I really wanted to talk about this this um, this um, perspective. Uh, when a man dies without Christ, you know, he's... Um, He's immediately exposed to the wrath of, uh, of God and, and, and thrown into outer darkness. You know, I tell people from time to time, God is not mad at anybody now because all that anger and wrath he poured out on his son, Jesus Christ. So he's not mad at anything. If you can wake up in the morning, you see the lights, the birds, the trees. You can see the rivers and the ocean and the mountains. Um, that's the grace of God. Because where I was in hell, there was none of that there. And you, and, and you can't even talk out of turn. All those opinions and ideologies that you have, the demons run hell. Make no mistake about it. Um, but <clears throat> unfortunately, since there are no dead people who come back and tell us about their experiences, um, we just consider the Bible to be another fairy tale. And, and we don't even believe that there's a hell. Uh, we, most people don't even believe that there's an afterlife. Um. Which is crazy because we have so many people that are um, dying and being revived and coming back and sharing their testimonies of seeing, um, like going to hell, you know, and it's always awful. And it's always the same exact things that they see that everybody else sees, you know. They, they they definitely don't consider the they definitely don't think that you need to consider the Bible or, or, or what's written in the Bible for real life decisions, you know, current decisions. They like, oh, you're, you're going to refer to the Bible for that, that antique book. Um, so basically, you're allowed to live your life however you choose on Earth um, because we have free will. And that's just the grace of God. But the moment you die. That changes everything. 
your free will, your free will, the mercy and the grace of God is all gone. You're immediately plunged and exposed to the wrath of God again. The same wrath that Jesus was exposed to, now you become exposed to it because you didn't choose him. Um, and then you're locked away in total darkness to be tormented forever and ever and ever. Uh, all other beliefs, opinions, and ideologies um, are completely and abruptly shut down at that point, let me tell you. Um, and, th and then you're stuck with the final consequences of your decisions. Um, the verdict is final and there's no appeal to the Supreme Court. There are zero negotiations. There's zero negotiations. Um, and all earthly violations are recorded and no one slips through the cracks. Um, until I had this out-of-body experience, my views were much like the same as everyone else's. Um, but I was allowed to see firsthand in these out-of-body experiences, I was allowed to see firsthand behind the scenes. And, and this visit gave me a greater perspective and greater context. Um, I learned from this experience that the only part of us that really dies is this like this, this outer shell, this part dies. Because in my out-of-body experiences, um, and, and every time I've had an out-of-body experience, and there, there have been, I've had several out-of-body experiences, it's like this is what happens to me when God wants to show me something or he wants to talk to me about something. My, your spirit just rises right out of your body. It just, it's just easy. And so once a man dies, once a man dies on this side, for the last time, it, as soon as you close your eyes, close your eyes, your spirit rises from your body. And, and it depends on how you live your life and if, you, if, you, if you've chosen Christ or not. Um, because in the next dimension, you need escorts. That's, that's another thing I noticed. You need escorts. In order to go to heaven, you need escorts to get to heaven. In order to go to hell, you need escorts to get to hell because it's in a different dimension. And as humans, we don't have the authority to, to go, go into these places, these other dimensions without an escort. You got to know the password. Um, so every time my spirit has come out of my body, there's been an escort there with me, waiting for me, like an angel. Or well, the first time it was God the Father, um, and, and then there have been a few times I've come out. There have been demons waiting for me, and that's that's always freaked me out. So um, <clears throat> some of these experiences have totally blown me away, and um, I was not prepared for the sights and sounds. Um, and sensations in hell is 10,000 times worse than any horror movie you've ever seen um, and I was told to warn the people I've had these experiences and I've kept them tucked away and I'm a 57 year old man and I, you know, the first time I had an out of body experience with God um, I was in my 20s and I've had them all the way up but I would never share them. You know, I would share them with my immediate family uh, or I would share them with close friends, um, but never, never more than that. So me coming into this social media space and sharing this is it, because God has been really putting pressure on me through dreams and through prophetic words that I've received that it's time for you to come out of the shadows and tell what I've shown you and tell the world what's waiting for me. I didn't show you this allow you to have these experiences just so you can write them in a dream journal and not not tell anybody so maybe maybe like a couple of months ago 
um, God spoke to me in a dream and spoke directly to me in a dream and said, when are you going to do it? You know, you've been saying you're going to do it. You, you, you've been saying you're going to do it. Because I had said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll do it. I'll do it. But I really didn't want to do it. I never really wanted to come into this space. Social media? Are you kidding me right now? And so um, <clears throat> I decided, okay, God, if that's what you want me to do, I'll do it. And so he told me to warn the people. And so most people don't believe me once I start sharing my testimony. I know I get it. Because I would, you know, when people came to me and would tell me about God and, and having a personal relationship with God before I had a personal relationship with God, I didn't believe it, you know. So, um, they saw. I know, that's so far-fetched for anybody to say, like, you know, God, who you can't see. Oh, you have a relationship with God, huh? Like, you're talking to him every day, huh? Like, yeah, okay. You know. And it's like, yeah, it's real. It's real. Like, yes, you have a relationship with God. No, we cannot physically see him, but he, he left us the word, you know, but I, I totally, it's exactly that. And <laughs> when he was like, uh, social media, I don't think so. You know, I was feeling the exact same way. And here I am because obedience to God is better than, you know, uh, anything else. I don't know. Obedience to God matters. That's it. End of story. Somehow think that the experiences that I share is just limited to me and not for them. Um, I hear things like, um, I'm not a Christian, um, or I just believe in a higher power. I hear that a lot. Uh, or I don't yeah. believe in God at all. As if, because I don't believe in God, nothing's going to happen to me. It's just going to happen to you. You fake believers, you know? <laughs> um, or you have your opinion and I have my opinion. Uh, but everyone these days seem to have an exalted opinion of the truth that they choose to embrace. Right. Yeah. That's your truth that you have chosen to embrace. But there's a higher truth. Mm -hmm. um, and just really depending on the day it is, what truth gets, the, gets first place. Um, but as soon as you take your last breath on this earth, you'll be greeted by an escort. I'm here to tell you, as soon as you take your last breath on this earth, you are going to be greeted with an escort. Um, and if you choose Christ, it'll be an angel. And if you choose, if you ch chose, didn't choose Christ, it will be a demon or demons if you refuse Christ. Um, everyone lives forever. Everyone lives forever in different places. But er no one's ever going to die. You're just going to live in a different place. Uh, the biggest benefit of having a relationship with Christ starts at, at your death because that's when you get the eternal life and that's when you get to escape the damnation of hell. Um, I don't know. Um, if you don't know Christ, if you don't know Christ, then this is where it starts for you. Um, and I would say just get, get along and just... Um, uh, uh, have an honest conversation with Christ. If you're not a believer, it, it, it doesn't matter. Just get alone and have an honest conversation with Christ about where you are, who you are, and where you are, or, or the belief system that you've chosen to embrace. And just and tell him that you you just want to have a talk. Um, and God will show up. That's what he did for me the first time I met him. He would show up and he'll have that conversation with you. Um, and he'll start to build that relationship with you because God, God loves us 
That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, down here to die. Because again, um, hell was not made for, for humans. It was made for the fallen angels. And since I've been there, I got insight and I got a greater perspective on what's down there. What's in hell is real. A lot of people say there's no hell. That's a lie. It is a real hell. It is a physical place. And if you want to avoid that damnation, then, then choose Christ and, and start that relationship with him today. I hope this helps someone. God bless you. Thank you so much, brother. God bless you. I'm so grateful that you shared this with us. And thank you, thank you, thank you again for coming on and being obedient to Christ because that is all that matters, right? That's all that matters is that we're being obedient to Jesus. We're doing whatever he says. Who cares about what, how we feel? Because how we feel just gets us into trouble. <laughs> it's just going to get us into trouble. There's an eternity waiting for us that we need to be working on. We need to be focused on Christ. And like, wow, Jesus loves you so much to have given you those experiences as well. Like you are so blessed, you know, to be able to come to, to he's helped you come out of, you know, the world and just brought you some greater understanding of like what truly matters. So glory to God for that, you guys. Hey, what'd you guys think? Let me know in the comments. And um, if you made it all the way to the end of this video, you guys, please leave below. Um, please leave below some fire. Fire, 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 fire and pitchforks. Beware, hell is real. All right. And uh, that's everything for this video. If you want to find out his channel, it's in the description box below. I'll always have it linked down below so you can find out his channel. He's got some other great stuff on there. And uh, yeah, so I love you guys and I'll see you guys again soon in the next one. Bye.